Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are doing very, very, very well today. Just a couple of days after Roma defeated Sampdoria in the return match after this very long lockdown. Very quickly, though, have to thank two brand new patrons over at Patreon who are supporting the podcast and our endeavors here. As always, thank you so, so much, guys. The first is Aaron Rinaldi, who you can find on Twitter at Aaron, double A-A-R-O-N-R-I-N-A-L-D-I-251. Again, at Aaron Rinaldi, 251. And then our other patron, Gisberto Guzzo, who you can find on Twitter at G-U-Z-Z-O, M-A-T-I-C, Guzzo Matic. So thank you both. It means so, so much. Um, let me bring Andy on here as he and I discuss the victory over Sampdoria. And then we just briefly get into a preview over Milan. Um, and real quick, Liverpool, they won the Premier League. So I guess congratulations to them. The only thing I wonder, and I would be very curious to hear their answer on this, is if former Roma sporting director Ramon Monchi, if he will actually be getting a winner's medal from them winning. Because all it took for them to break this, uh, what was it, uh, almost 30-year uh, streak of not having won the league, and all it took for Liverpool was for Ramon Monchi to leave Sevilla and arrive at Roma and more or less hand them uh, two of the greatest players that Roma has seen at this club in some time. So, uh, Monchi, congratulations. I, I, I feel like this trophy also has something to do with you. So, um, he may not have won a league title with Sevilla, but he definitely has won one with Liverpool. So, hats off to Monchi. Uh, let me bring Andy on now as, again, he and I discuss the win over Samp and preview the match against Milan. All right, everybody. Andy and I are back. Andy, it was Roma 2, Sampdoria 1. Uh, what were your just general thoughts? Obviously, the result was badly, badly needed, particularly with the way Atalanta ended against Lazio winning 3-2. to two. It, it, was, it was utter chaos for me because um, it was there was everything that is, can be found in any Roma game, which is hope, hopelessness failure, uh, you know, glory, um, enjoyment and stress. And, you know, I, when, when that first half ended, I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop watching football. I, I was done with, with the season. Um, now I'm back on board, <laughs> although I must say it was, um, it, w- it was just a roller coaster. I, I don't know if I would be able to say that there were more positives than negatives. And I think it's very telling. And, you know, it's it's it wasn't a surprising debut for Roma because, as I said a number of times, you know, whenever it comes to shit shows, Roma is your go-to performer. Oh, there's no doubting that. The the first half, let's start there. That, that was just nuts let's start with the starting lineup please okay okay clearly Fonseca got that all wrong right oh my god terrible okay so Perez 
very little needs to be said about that. We know who this guy is now. I really don't see the point now, given the way Fonseca plays with the fullbacks. And maybe if he was, for me, the only way Perez works is if you're playing with three at the back and he's at wing back with little to no defensive responsibilities. But that was not the case yesterday. This guy, first off, he offered nothing in the attack. So when he offers nothing in the attack, he offers nothing because he offers nothing defensively. So... I thought he was terrible. That whole right flank with with Pastore was 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 terrible. He, Perez, him, Vertu just didn't work. Well, what did you think of Ibanez starting? Because now, effectively, by appearances at least, Ibanez seems to have jumped both Fazio and Juan Jesus, who you could maybe you could put them as the fifth and sixth choices now. And if that's the case, Roma's fifth and sixth choice center central defenders are earning almost five million euros net. Uh which is both depressing <laughs> and hilarious at the same time. But when you saw him, I, I assume you had to have been surprised at least to a certain degree because we had read all week that he uh, that Fonseca was inserting him with the first team. Yeah. Um, but w- we thought that would be a three-at-the-back system. Yeah, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised to the extent that you can be you know pleasantly surprised in a game like yesterday where, it, where the whole game was really nerve-wracking um but you know i i think that on that goal um where there is a clear mistake by by diawara who i think he was tripping on acid um he it was just a mistake of inexperience probably read the play wrong i also stand by by someone else's statement that had it had paul lopez been there um i think his reaction and and his way of communicating would have prevented that goal, um, which was, you know, fairly, it was, Gabbiadini wasn't even really, I I don't know, when he shot that ball, I I didn't even think that he believed that it was going in. It was just like, it it was waiting for for Ibanez to, you know, to get it out, but he didn't. Um, So I, you know, if we, if we are looking at, okay, we have Ibanez, we have Setin, now we hear rumors of Setin potentially going to, to Verona. Um, definitely I'll take these guys any day of the week over uh, Juan Jesus and Fazio, whom I believe to be hopeless at this point, and especially in with you know with the direction that Roma seem to be going in. Um, so it, it, positive debut, you know, with all the with the mistake and all, but it still makes sense. It, it was still you know a reassuring performance for someone that debuted last night. Yeah, on that goal. Diawara, obviously the pass goes without saying that was terrible on his part. Ibanez, I didn't like his reaction on it. And Mirante, I, I feel like this is the part yeah. you, you sort of brought it up, but how, what was he doing? He he drops to the ground. Gabbiadini's at a fairly difficult angle. angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I thought Mirante did horrible on that. So I... I feel like you could pass the blame around to all three. Yeah, really. he's he's too past Mirante, you know, as experienced as he is, he seemed I, you can always watch him his reactions when he concedes. There's basically no reaction at all. He he's he doesn't really get as emotional as someone like Lopez who I think, you know, would have gotten to that ball much faster. Mirante just read it all wrong. I think Diawara was believed that Mirante could get to that ball. And I think Ibanez was thinking the same too, that, you know, that ball was so slow that 
Mirante would get there no problem. And I think he just dived too quickly. Yeah, I agree. So the rest of the first half, well, not the rest of the first half, but I would say the first 10 to 15 minutes, Roma were really good um, for the most part. That Pastore so, uh, action. That, that, that. Well, yeah, well, okay, so let's bring that up. <laughs> Pastore, he goes on this slaloming, slaloming yes. run, uh, almost gets a goal. And then after that, was he even playing? No, I don't know. No, that was it. That was his only contribution, enough for him to post on Instagram a photo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> I I must say that I was very excited by what I saw. Like that 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 piece of action, it, it was brilliant. But oh, it was brilliant. If that's your contribution, and you're getting paid the amount that he's getting paid, then man, I got news for you. Yeah. After again, after that action, he did absolutely nothing. He went completely invisible. I thought Mikatarian did relatively well. I, I he should have had a goal because I thought Aldero did. Yeah. Fairly well in the first Probably half. Probably our most dangerous player uh, in that first half. Yes. Now, what did you think of Perez? Now, for me, it was difficult to get an idea on him because when you have Bruno Perez on the same side as you, <laughs> um, it's sort of like you're playing with one hand behind your back. I thought he did well, though. I wonder, too, where Fonseca is with this because I, I think we all are sort of resigned to the fact that Under is probably going to leave. But I think that Perez was pretty lively. I thought, not that he should have had a goal, but I thought he did relatively well. Well, if you compare it to Pastore's output, I think Perez has that that thing that even though, as you said, you know, has trouble contributing defensively and probably not as active as, as Clivert is, and that took Clivert a long time to, to sort of get a gist of, of, you know, of what the defensive duties need to be of a, of a winger in Italy. Uh, Perez makes his presence felt almost in every game that I've seen so far uh, of him with the Roma shirt. So that's, that's a positive. I think that's why Fonseca likes him is that even though sometimes it's not, it's not, he's not directly involved in something. He can always make those little things work and um, he's got pace uh, he's got strength, and I, I can't, I can't stress enough how bullshit that whole rule of. Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, that ha- that handed ball was one of the oh, worst. Jesus, I have never. I mean, that was that was an incredible level of robbery. But they have to. <laughs> they they have insulting. to. They they have to uh, abolish that rule. They like they, It's impossible to continue playing football with this rule put in place. It's it's not. That that it's the worst thing in the world, I think. Oh, I thought it was terrible. I, again, robbery, and the fact that you still have that happening with VAR to me it, it is just—it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. So, the fact they didn't enter the half level one to one, I thought was ridiculous. And beautiful goal by by Vertu, you know. Oh, I I was dying for that to not be waved off mm. because it gives me a chance to post Violi song, which is <laughs> anytime, <laughs> I can post, <laughs> anytime we can post that, I will <laughs> always take that opportunity. Um, yeah, so the first half, after the first 15 minutes, I would say there was a pretty distinct drop off. It was it was really weird because you it seemed like nobody was really doing well. I thought Diawara, I thought that was without question his worst performance. It seemed like he gave the ball away just about every time he touched it. I at I was getting to a point where I almost felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Kolodov, man, if you take away the dead balls, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know what he really, what, what is he bringing to the table now? Yeah. Other than the dead ball situations. Yeah. Because I did not think he looked good at all. No, I know he has no he has no pace and and his you know his crossing is getting worse and worse. Um, defensively, he can make some terrible mistakes. You take away the dead balls, it's you know it, 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 there is nothing there. Um, but the, you know uh, our priority being the right back position. I'm I'm terrified of the idea of him you know getting this this having this position for long term because this can't go on yeah so you would think given that Roma are essentially playing every three to four days that Spinazzola mm-hmm. will become a factor at some point but if if Kolodov's only positive is the dead balls I don't know what Spinazzola's only positive is <laughs> because all season this guy has been up and down I mean, if you just want to talk about disappointments from last summer, you well, he probably... was in Milan. He was in he was he was with the with Pintus or whatever the fuck his name is the the Inter <laughs> guy who made him yeah. train for like twelve hours. Oh, that yeah. So I feel like that's going to have to be addressed at some point. So second half, more of the same in the early beginning, but then I feel like everything changed once Zappa Costa was introduced because. Mm. <laughs> swapping him with Perez it's like you're now Zappacosta obviously doesn't have the pace but just in terms of hasn't played in almost a year okay there's that too because the last <laughs> time he was on the pitch was what September I believe is when he tore his ACL yeah early September yes so with that you're at least bringing a footballing IQ onto the pitch so i feel like especially very early in his introduction it felt like a lot of things changed once zapacosta was introduced and we have to say it okay cristante that was really good <laughs> you know right? that's it's I, what happens it would hap- it's what happens when you almost get mugged in rome <laughs> hold on for people who don't know what happened t- tell the story about some some individuals who were trying to acquire Mr. Cristante's yeah, watch. Yeah, well, I, I I find it really weird that he boasted about it in a newspaper. <laughs> like, just why? It's not really necessary. Well, he was uh, supposedly held at gunpoint, and then he just ran off, and they couldn't keep up with him. But it, did I miss it that he beat one of them or something like that? Yes, he said he beat one of them in the Wow. <laughs> just imagine Cristante with that face beating somebody and then running away and not getting caught is incredible and then going to, <laughs> then going to a newspaper and actually yeah. describing the whole situation well if you don't get superpowers after a move like that then you know it's um yeah just this special just a special special player he, yeah but okay so i i don't think it's any secret that really no roma supporter rates him really at all no but when he was introduced, I thought he did pretty well. I thought Pellegrini obviously did very well. And I thought those substitutions really changed the entire complexion of the match. Um, this whole five-man five substitution, I think, is really going to change the outlook of many matches. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Fonseca said it after the match. Um, Jekyll said it before the match. 
having at least some amount of depth is going to be a massive advantage, particularly over the smaller sides. Do you, is that how you felt too, that everything sort of changed with the substitutions? Or do you think it was simply a case of Roma getting their heads out of their ass? Well, yeah, listen, I, uh, first of all, to me, the, the whole game until exactly when, when Jaco finally managed to equalize it with, you know, world-class touch. And then the second one I think was even better, um, is to me, it was the typical Roma performance where they go on the pitch and expect the result instead of getting it. And the whole team played like, you know, like sloths. Like they didn't, they had no business being there. They, they I hated about Roma that w- they don't care about the competition. They will get abused by Spezia, by Genoa, by this team, by that team, by the Austrian oh, farmers. Jesus. But that's, it's, to me, that's the worst thing about Roma sometimes is that they never try to impose themselves. And when they try to, Usually there is bad luck. There is, you know, not enough technical ability. So to me, the fact that we even managed to overturn that result and come come away with three points is mind blowing because that's how rarely it happens with Roma. But uh, I don't necessarily think that the the five um, substitutions are, you know, something that will improve the quality of the game. I think just as you do that, it will change the way games are played because it will really test the depth of teams and a team like Inter we saw yesterday with Sassuolo struggled mightily and especially with the substitutions where they had to rely on uh, people that were you know like Fazio or Juan Jesus in 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 our team basically you know reduced to uh, warming up the bench and um, here as you said, you introduce Pellegrini, you introduce Cristante. I think the the worst thing about yesterday's match was the initial midfield. Diawara and and Vertu yeah. did not provide any filter. Like they they had there was no the opposition was just slicing through the flanks, you know, going around Perez, um, and you know, so that's. I think that's also why the Maybanyas makes a mistake like that. You don't have somebody. Who, who makes the mistake that Diawara makes in a competent midfield. And yesterday we had no such thing. So obviously bringing on Pellegrini adds a little bit of creativity, bringing on a fresh, like a, a Cristante and, you know, taking off Pastore and, and the likes will change how the midfield is run. And luckily it happened. I, I really wish... I, I really hope that it will continue to happen because I, I wouldn't say that we are deep in uh, in terms of squad. I know that we have a lot of players on our roster, but um, it, it's going to be really tough to try and figure out each, each game and how the five substitutions will affect the complexity of each game. Okay, so now Roma win. Now they get Milan. A Milan who... I didn't really make much of their victory over Lecce. I thought they looked okay. I didn't think they looked outstanding. Now, they're going to be without Ibra. They're going to be without Kier at the back. Do you... Can they do this? First off, I think we would both agree if they perform anywhere near the way they did against Sampdoria, it's Uh, going to be extremely ugly. (laughs) Anytime they go to the San Siro, I'm always weary. They always struggle there, no matter how much of a meme the current Milan team is. 
So what are you thinking for this one? Are you even remotely confident? To be honest, John, if you want my like the most honest answer out of me, I'm going to say that I'm not confident about any of the games that we are ex- expected to play over the course of the next few weeks. Beca- mm. Because... Is that why you tweeted what you tweeted? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I am, I'm, you know, I'm pissed off about. Obviously, I'm pissed off about how how this area is run, and I hate that rule, and I, I hate some of the refereeing decisions that keep being made, even though with VAR available or VAR is is misused, um, and and Roma are a team that just. They don't, you know, if if it weren't for for Edin's brilliance yesterday, uh, I I don't know. And this team this team is so unpredictable that even though you are facing a Milan team that again, as you just said, wasn't really convincing against Lecce, and Lecce are, you know, an opposition that not yeah not the best of sides. Let's put it mildly. Yeah, I I want to believe that Roma will learn from this from this game where they clearly did not put their all their effort. But also, let's let's put it out there. I'm I'm terrified of injuries. Roma is a team that yes. struggle with injuries, just playing the normal way. Now, th- every three days, I really don't even want to imagine what could happen, um, especially with some of our cl- crucial players. Uh, it's and how, for example, the likes of Kolarov or even Jekyll, for that matter, you know, old players, how will they sustain uh, the next few weeks? That's going to be tough. Oh, I think it's going to be extremely difficult. Part of me, though, is a bit eager to see someone like Ibanez. I do want to see Perez get more oh, yeah. consistent time. Do we want to see Kalinic, though? I was just about to say, do you want. <laughs> Could the break have come at a worse time? Because that guy had a brace against Coyote. And I think that was the only time throughout the entire season where he looked even yeah, yeah, yeah. relatively <laughs> useful to Roma. He was so hyped about that game. It's a pity. He, it's was, a pity. he was. He, he couldn't I, believe it himself. Well, it was funny because within like three or four days of that match, I remember there were a couple articles from newspapers saying that, oh, Roma are convinced now they want to make the move for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the same thing goes for Diawara. Yesterday, he had a horrible performance. Today, we're getting word of, you know, a potential 30 million million euro offer from uh, uh, Tottenham. It's you yeah, know that's it's it's, it's baffling. The, the, what I think is 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 terrible is that I I really don't want to end up in a situation where we're looking at a game where we have to rely on Kalinich as a striker. I would much prefer, as you said, to see the younger guys play Perez maybe as a false nine with Clivert or Cengiz. Um, anything but but the likes of Perotti, Fazio, Juan Jesus, Kalinich, even Pastore. I don't. It's it's depressing because I'm listing like five or six players and that's we're talking about depth. But if if we want to get through this in in some pretty or enjoyable fashion, at least give us the guys that make it exciting to watch a football game and not the same mummies. Well, hold on. Before we go, speaking of mummies, there's two <laughs> things you and I haven't talked about. One of which, let's start with the first one. Uh-huh. <laughs> The Juan Jesus stuff on Instagram, in my opinion, is art. (laughs) Who in the hell does this guy think he is? 
Yeah, well, quattro soldi, meaning, you know, I make, <laughs> I make 2.5, I make 2.5 million euros quattro of salary, yeah. and it's nothing, for him it's peanuts, you know, he says, what yeah, the, the, yeah. the uh, why are these players, why, and why is it always these players who Yeah, it's are, never anybody good, it's always the guy who's yeah. sitting on the bench. So for anybody who missed it, Roma, uh, they were tweeting, not tweeting out, they were posting on Instagram, like, a countdown uh, until the season resumed. And when it got to the number five, um, they they put the number five, five days until the season resumes. And they put a picture of the team, but Juan Jesus wasn't pictured. And he more or less said, oh, that that's very reassuring. You can tell I have a lot of trust. And as you would expect... He was rightfully met with some pretty abusive <laughs> replies. Finally. Uh, yeah, finally. Um, and somebody said to him, well, you know, basically, if you don't like it, you can piss off and help save the club some money because you're making 2.2 million euros net per season. And as Andy just said, his response to that was, you think my quattro soldi will fix Roma's budget? He goes, did you skip math lessons? Oh, um, my God. And mind you, mind you, for, so he didn't get called up for the match against Sampdoria, obviously his punishment. But hold on. The thing that baffled me was Pastore did this like a month ago. He said Roma are going to have to sell players to balance the budget. Uh, the team isn't going through a, a, a positive financial moment. Uh. Why in the world didn't they suspend him? But they suspended Juan Jesus. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense. To me, the everything... It doesn't matter if it's on Instagram or if it's if Pastore talked to a newspaper about this. It's it's ridiculous and and Juan Jesus, I I I really I can't find even the words to describe somebody who who makes that much amount of money and then goes out and saying that about the club that pays him. And I I believe that's not the first time that Fonseca has failed to call him up. Uh, for 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 a game, I think he, I believe, like it happened already two or three times, um, also in the Europa League. Uh, so this is, you know, we're looking at a player who's totally useless to a club, who's still getting <laughs> celebrated for a performance against Leo Messi. Who, yes, it was was great, it was a great night, but that we're talking about over two years ago. And um, this guy is robbing us blind because of some stupid contract made by Sabatini when he was on his period in his last days at Roma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, can't. he bailed right after that. Unbelievable! He ba- he t- he took that. He t- he signed Juan Jesus. He signed what Mario Rui. He signed Gerson, and Perez, then he fucked yeah. off. <laughs> Who does Remember he that? signed. Yeah, he signed Perez um, right before oh. the uh, Champions League preliminary yes. against Porto. Yes. And then right after that, he basically sticks his middle <laughs> finger up in the air and says, bye, everybody, I'm leaving. And from there, that's when we had Masada for a few months and then Monchi. <laughs> but, I mean... And this guy is still living off that contract. It's been... Yeah. We're in 2020. He, he was signed in 2016. How is and that he still happening? Still has another year left, which Jesus. is just insane. How how does it's how nuts. do you? I I really I want to understand how you go into a room with an agent and sign a player like Juan Jesus for what five years, six years, five years, five, five year contract, two point two million euros. Which even like okay, so we know Roma's financial problems are 
are bad right now. They're, everybody knows that. But it's not like they were great back then. So we, that contract looked terrible even at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, uh, I mean, if if we have a problem with ISIS, we also should have a problem with Sabatini, who's... In, in the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about terrorist acts. Uh, that, yeah. that final transfer, Mike, it was oh, like a fucking God. kamikaze bomb. Uh, no, that was oh my that that window oh my god the the 2016 window is so depressing when you go back and look at it yeah it, it, it's just, oh my god i mean and, do you realize that we you know we like to talk about, it's funny but that we are going out uh, you know off the road with this but it, it's necessary we are we're talking about players that we always say, oh, the, the, you know, this Roma, the Roma that we see in the photos from Barcelona night are gone, blah, blah, blah. But the players that are still at the club are Perotti, Juan Jesus, Fazio. Explain to me how in the world are they still here? How is it possible that these leeches are, are here after four or five years when, when better, much better players left after a much shorter period of time, it's baffling to me, and it, something must be done. Somebody has to put a contract out on Walter Sabatini. Um, well, I was just going to say, hold on. <laughs> what's hilarious is he still held like in incredibly high esteem, incredibly high. Now, maybe that is in result to Monchi having been a disaster with this whole crap with Pataki. Yes. Um, I don't know if we talked about that, but I I am dying again, dying to see the message that he sent to Palotta. Um, but yeah, it, it's like Sabatini is still held in extremely high regard as it's like God. And I don't know. I I think people forget his last market. And, and mind you, hold on. We we talked about this in the Looking Back episode. You mentioned Rui, Vermeilen, uh, Juan ah. Jesus, Perez. <laughs> I mean, th- that was y- y- kamikaze is the exact perfect way to describe that. It's that- unbelievable. This is a man who says he loves Rome more than anything in the world. How? How do you do it? And and, yeah. you know, and it's he's a good guy. He did a, a lot of incredible work. But man, oh, man, if that isn't the biggest fuck you in terms of of <laughs> yeah. of, of just sporting yeah. moves like like a movie should be made out of that because it's thrilling to see the man expressed his hatred and and you know his loathing for palotta and the whole thing at roma just by buying players who turned out to be utterly useless borderline poisoning the club for years to come and juan jesus is looking at another year at roma and no teams that are looking at him and the teams that are looking at him he's outright refusing and then we have pastore who's refusing to go to mls because he still thinks he's got years left in him meanwhile he's walking like you know my 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 grandfather before he died it's <laughs> it just you know it's it's that's depressing but hey at least we have football back we have Serie A who are run by idiots, and um, the hand rule is, is, has to be banned. Perfect way to summarize and end it here. All right. We will be back after the match against Milan. Who knows what to expect, but we're back. Football is back. We hope you'll join us next time. People are happy, finally. Well, according to Gravina. Well, you and I aren't. We're not <laughs> happy about it. But as long as other people are happy... That makes me happy. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining. We greatly appreciate it. We will talk to you next time. So until then, ciao. Ciao.